Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Dan Orlovsky. When I'm looking for safety, I always take the extra steps and listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Chase in the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions! That should have packed the bag, starts the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now... The guys people are talking about when they discuss monkeys and footballs. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 190. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit, and I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, my man? I'm good, Chris. You know what I'm going to say, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, it, is it about zigzag? Is that where we're going with this? It might be. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'm going to zigzag past it, head on off. Talk about today's show. First, we're going to review the game against the Cards. We got the big win there in what was otherwise a somewhat boring game. We're going to put some perspective on the season as a whole. Uh, we're going to break down the wild card race. We're going to look ahead to the Bills and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Case, you ready to go, my man? I love Zach Center. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, time for a couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from... Oh, very, very nice. Also, like to thank Brian B. from I Prevail, our very first donor, Mathis, and all the folks that have joined us on Patreon. Really appreciate all of your help, your support, and all that. And, of course, we've got to give a, a special shout-out also to Melvin Griffin, who just joined. Um, you folks will get access to the Slack chat, which is the most intelligent Lions chat you'll find on the <laughs> Internet. Bar none, Case. You, you laugh, it's, it's but seriously. It's a low bar, but... Yeah, well, yeah, it is a low bar, but seriously, come on. This is a, a real No, no, step you up. know, you, um, Ash is in there, Riz is in there, Chris and I are in there. Um, lots of lots of 
conversation with the plenty of our Patreon people and lots of good stuff coming out. So. Yeah, yeah, it's great stuff and uh, fun, fun, fun place. Also, our uh, pre-show show, we're running about 50% right now on getting those done. Uh, other pressures, holidays, work, all that stuff have been getting to us, so uh, there wasn't one this week. But you do get access to the pre-show shows and the historical pre-show shows if you join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Or just head on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and click on the Patreon link. Make sure to give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. And on Twitter, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at D-E-T Lions podcast. D-E-T Lions podcast is the very best place to see Case. Unwrapping his present. Oh, very nice. Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Would it be anything else? YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get that subscription in there. And uh, hit the little bell so you're notified when we go live. We weren't able to do it this last week. Sorry, guys, for the post-game show. But rest of the year, we're good and into the playoffs. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you find us, Spotify. We love those five-star reviews. Keep them coming, please. And make sure to get any kind of constructive or deconstructive criticism into the subreddit. That's where we'll see it. And we'll be able to react and help and make the show better because it's the community show. And because you're listening, you're part of the community. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. It's all one word. The account is Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself where? On the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And the Lions are coming off a huge win, actually. And I don't know whether their win is bigger than Minnesota's loss, which we will talk about. But it was a boring-ass game. But it was still a win, right? (laughs) You know, I'm okay with boring-ass games um, because that typically means that the defense is doing a good job. And the defense did a great job. Now, you know. The Cardinals might be the worst offense in the league, at least from a talent perspective. Sure. But, you know, it's still that holding any team in the NFL to three points is a win. It was looking pretty dodgy that Larry Fitzgerald was going to get that that catch to put him on the record. Not just this this game, but this season (laughs) looking at that (laughs) that offense. They did not perform anywhere. I mean, I knew they weren't great. But I didn't know they were that not great. They were really bad out there. Saw a couple of things we... uh, That they beat the Packers the week before is even more astounding, having just watched what we saw. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A couple key things. Lost a Deshaun Hand, MCL sprain. That really, really sucks. I, I, I love that kid. He was looking so good this year. Probably won't be back unless we're... We're making a run to the playoffs, um, maybe, maybe against the Packers if we need him, but uh, he needs time to heal. It's it's not a tear. It's nothing like that. Not a surgery thing, but uh, just needs needs time. That's that's a big loss, isn't it, Case? Yeah, and we're gonna, I mean we're going to talk about the the chance that we could maybe possibly sneak into the playoffs, but um, I'm still. You know, I'm not trying to be a pessimist, but I'm just kind of working on the assumption that we're not going to make it there. Um, Ooh, I even tweeted at Kool-Aid, man, for a little help. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, and we'll get into that. But but the only thing I have to say there is, uh, you know, with a guy like Hand, um, 
every every game is valuable, you know, in terms of experience for a rookie like that. But at the same time, I, all all I'm thankful for is that it's a minor injury, and we'll have him. You know, he he should be a hundred percent for all off season activities. And, and that's, that's a much bigger issue at this time of year than, you know, cause when you lose guys to ACL tears and MCL tears at this time of year, they often miss a huge chunk of the off season stuff. And, and yeah. that's, that's what I hate. So, um, minor and MCL it's similar with carry on Johnson, you know, uh, and, and they may play carry on in the next couple of weeks. I don't know, but, um, all I was thankful for was that it was a minor thing. Although I have other thoughts about, concerned about him long term but um in terms of injury stuff but uh but but point being it's it sucks that he got hurt but you know at this point of the year i'm just glad it wasn't a major thing that's going to affect his off-season training no no that's that's uh not just his off-season training but his ability to start next season and that's that's a big point um which leads us to um ziggy off to ir likely Played his last game in Detroit. This was posted in the subreddit by Jock Ram. I love that name, by the way, Jock Ram. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is bittersweet. I mean, I really, really liked Ziggy. He seemed to have a great personality. He was such a giving character kind of guy. But, man, availability is is part of the thing. And he, he played on that expensive-ass franchise tag this year. That that's that's just This is just bad deal for the Lions. This is an area where I am at odds with probably 90% of the fan base. Um, <laughs> well, and, and it was more of a 50-50 split, you know, this last offseason. Um, you know, some people were upset that they gave him the franchise tag. Others, like myself, were looking at what he did in the second half of last season and that he finished the year the healthiest he'd been in a long time. And hey, saying, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally <laughs> that call was 100% wrong. Just, just to go right to you on that. Okay? Um, I'm, I'm personally not going to fault Quinn for doing what they did there because, look, he was our best pass rusher, second best defensive player behind Slay, um, even last year. Uh, he was that even, even playing injured through the first half of the year and missing a few games, he was overall, when you look at the year, he was our second best defensive player. Um, he was somebody, whether it was us or somebody else, if we hadn't franchise tanked him would have been paying him, you know, a huge contract long-term probably. Mm -hmm. So, like we it, saved it, another team to, from their own no, destruction well, right, in this damn NFL. The bullshit. I just, I just want to make sure to put it in the context of like, just because we were the ones who did it doesn't mean that it wouldn't have gotten done somewhere. Um, so I, I'm, I'm fully behind the move. Yeah, obviously, it didn't pan out. Not everything you do pans out, and every, literally about every, this. every move you make is a risk we don't sign ziggy chicago grabs him khalil mack is open all of a sudden we're looking at a whole different defense <laughs> just just saying hey, hey i mean i i'm i'm not gonna say that everything you do works out because that's absolutely true you know oh but, trust me lions fans know that <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, and well you you know me i'm i'm not a hundred percent sold on quinn while a lot of people are um, this, uh, a couple people have fallen off the Quinn train this year. I've seen <laughs> right, right for sure. Um, but this this move in particular isn't what I'm going to you know hold against him in in a major way. It, obviously, it was a risk and it didn't work out. Um, you take risks. That's what you do. That's the, that's the name of the game. All right. Um, there's another kid that was out there that didn't uh, look so bad. Uh, a guy by the name of um, 
Jared Davis took a lot of smoke. He is, and, and we'll talk, we'll talk, I think, a little bit about the season, but he is probably the season's story in a nutshell. I mean, if you think about how freaking bad he was in preseason and he kind of roll him on down to where he is now, it's the exact kind of trajectory that the whole defense has taken, as is what we saw from Jared Davis this, this week, isn't it? Well, yeah, absolutely. And credit to this. This is where I credit Patricia. Uh, and it's not even how the, the question for me, and it's not an easy question to answer is how much is Jared Davis getting better and how much is his usage changed and the situations he's being put in changed and, and he's being used better. Um, and I don't think it's a, it's not an either or necessarily. I think both things are happening. Um, I would say absolutely have to give credit there for, for, for both the way he's being used and for the coaching uh, that's helping him progress. For a team that hasn't seen player development in eons, yeah, it oh feels God, it like, was, right? And, and most and of our best thing. players were free agents. You right. got Quinn, you got Glover, or, excuse me, you got Quinn, you got Tate, you've got Marvin Jones. You know, we were we were filling the roster with these, you know, guys coming from elsewhere. And and year after year, we talk. You talk about these coaches, and you see Caldwell and his staff before that, Jim Shorts and his staff. And we got these players, but you didn't see players develop. Rookies, uh, Adrian Waddle, where's he at? He's doing pretty well somewhere else, he's, isn't he? Yeah, he's in, in, he's, he's in New England still, yeah. I think. Yep, War, War Daddy, Larry Warford. He's doing pretty well over for the yeah. Saints, right? Yeah. You've seen guys that did develop later after they left. And people talk about how great players have done after they've left the Lions, right? Hmm. One of this is one of those things where you talk about coaches and you can see it, but the development We're piss of a, people off if we if we diss Caldwell, but it's okay. That's okay. <laughs> not like we ever not like we haven't you know previously. But player development is something that happens over time, and you can't judge a team's ability to do it in in one season, two seasons. It takes time. What we've seen for a long time is players that can't develop other than what appears to be some some natural development. We're seeing guys Tracy Walker, we're seeing Deshaun Hand, we're seeing uh, all kinds of guys do things this year, Jared Davis, that we weren't seeing before. And I, I would put that, especially on the defense, right? This is where all these guys are at. You've got a great mind in Matt Patricia. He knows what he wants out of him. He's got a scheme, but it looks like he can help guys grow into that as well. So one no, we season is enough. we just need to find enough. a guy to match that on the offense. Yeah, no, yeah for sure. <laughs> we one need to find a coach that'll do that. One season isn't enough to talk about player development, but there's some indicators. There's leading indicators right now, and it's something definitely to pay attention to. All right, there's another kid out there that did that did pretty well. You alluded to him earlier. Um, some people are starting to call him the Doc. I still love Zigzag. <laughs> Old Zigzag Zach Zenner. He was out there just zigging, zagging, zigging and zagging, and uh, looking looking pretty Pretty strong out there with that new ripped 7% body fat body. Ouch, man. Yeah. Um, well, and it was exactly what I said. And it was exactly what I hoped that they would do was just try him out. I mean, I understand that, you know, he's been around for long enough that you, that he's not like a complete unknown or anything like that. But he's done things in the past. He's been successful. He raped Dallas. At times. <laughs> yeah. He also, you know, he also has had stretches where he was unsuccessful. So I'm not, everybody, you know, everybody knows the meme, the I love Zach Zenner thing. Um, But I truly, truly feel that he just has never quite gotten the full opportunity 
in Detroit that he might have gotten elsewhere. You know, he was running behind, uh, you know, uh, a, a bad run blocking offensive line here in Detroit for most of his career. And now this year it's a little better. And uh, and he got, you know, we saw what came of that. Uh, um, and, and I just think that he has a lot of similarities, I think, to Blunt. He might not be quite as physical, but I, I do think he's a little bit quicker. And a little um, zigzaggier than Blunt is. Blunt's turns, they're they're well rounded. <laughs> right. I wouldn't call um, anything a cut really. <laughs> he's a better receiver than Blunt. Um and, and I think he mm, boy, uh, if I'm gonna make a prediction, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that he's gonna get kept on the team next year. At least at least through training camp and, and they'll probably bra- draft some, you know, late round uh running backs and see what happens. I also think Theo is likely gone, so they're gonna have to try to replace that um role. Yeah. Although, you know, you 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 won't necessarily replace it strictly speaking because Theoretic is a fairly unique player. But um but uh, they're gonna have to they're gonna have some running back roster spots available. And I think that Zenner is a very good chance to to keep one of those especially if he finishes off the year they actually use him to see you know what he can do you know now yeah i think uh right before quinn he was looking at the roster for next year actually making some decisions and talking about exactly what you were looking at and right before he said we'll keep him he said so it's all good and there we are so we'll go ahead and keep him around, <laughs> right? all right uh one other change uh and we could probably put this anywhere in the show but um, the Ziggy, you know, that's a lot of money back in our pockets <laughs> since he was franchise tag. There's also going to be a $10 million increase in the salary, salary cap for 2019. That's a pretty big damn deal, isn't it? Well, it's a big, it's a big increase. I mean, the only issue is that obviously every team reaps the benefits. So it makes your quarterback you know. less expensive. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, mean, it's, it's really is, yeah. what it does. And in, in, when you talk about how much of your payroll they're taking up, when that cap goes up, that makes him a heck of a lot ex- less expensive. And those folks that have to sign quarterbacks this year, next year, and so on, are going to spend a lot more of their payroll on on those guys than you did. So, yeah, just puts you where you are. Speaking of quarterbacks, you know one thing: people love to buy jerseys from quarter uh, that represent their favorite quarterback. <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to sell that. <laughs> It's always badly done. It's one thing you can guarantee. Very poor. And you know who else likes to wear jerseys supporting your favorite quarterback? Is your your families and friends. And what better time to make your families and friends happy to support their favorite quarterback or maybe defenseman? My I still have my old Konstantinov jersey. I got I got to refresh with something new. But um, you got to go to Detroit Lions podcast. Check out the vast selection of clicking on fanatics <laughs> and see all the great stuff they have. It's all your the sports teams you care about. Every team out there that you could even think of and care about. I don't really care whose jersey you're buying in the NHL. I mean, you should get a Wings jersey, but you don't have to. I'm not going to be mad if you don't. You can get whatever you want. You could get a You could get a Packers <laughs> <laughs> You could get a, a Cleveland jersey if you want. That's fine. No. <laughs> Head on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com for all your gift-giving, sports memorabilia, jersey needs, anything you can think of. Click on the Fanatics link. They'll kick you over there. They give us a kickback. It doesn't cost you any more. And uh, it's a great way to help the show uh, by doing something you were going to do anyway. So thank you, folks, for using that. And, uh, you know, it's it, like I said, it's a great way to help us out. And we appreciate all of you who do that, especially in this time of year. All right, we'll move on. 
I know that people are out there rooting for a higher draft pick, but, and there's three dots. This is on the Reddit from 4B796C65. That's name just rolls off the tongue. Um, Let's talk about this situation. We touched on it a little bit with Riz. Case, where's your head? Are you a guy that says, you know what, let's write it off? We've got a 3% after Minnesota lost, right? And we won. And everything that happened this week, we've got a 3% chance of making the playoffs this year. Um, many people are still on the tank, 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 tank it, tank it um, bandwagon. Snacks has some great tweets telling people to, to, to pound sand on that one. Um, where are you at? You want to tank? You want to get the higher draft pick? You want to stay where we are? And I'll just tell you, because of Minnesota's humiliating loss in Seattle, our strength of schedule changed, and now we moved up in the draft order from uh, ahead of the Giants to number 9 instead of number 10 right now. I'm not a big tank person. Um, that, But I always, I mean, I, I, this is the time of year where you find the silver linings. And so if they lose, there's silver linings involved. You know, um, I, I, I'm amazed that Jim Bob Cooter didn't get fired this week. Um, but if they, if they the won. offense uh, underperforms um, again, their next, next loss, he's gone. I guarantee he's gone at our next loss. Right. Um, Even if it's a defensive loss. <laughs> hopefully it's not, you know, hopefully they don't wait till week one of next year um, for that Jesus. loss. Um, By week before they play Kansas City. <laughs> but... Um, no, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't believe in tanking because I, I do believe in the, you know, morale, um, issue. And I do believe that, uh, going into an off season with a belief in a, a system and a coach, um, especially, especially when we're talking about the defense right now is a positive thing and, and helps, uh, move things forward, um, in a good way. And so I don't think that offsets, you know, moving a few spots, up or down in the draft. If we, if we were, you know, if we were already, you know, if we only had two wins and we had an opportunity at the number one pick and, and, you know, a good chance to either, you know, pick up Bosa or trade down for a crazy, you know, you know, situation there, then maybe, maybe I buy into the tanking thing to, you know, cause the value is so high there. Um, moving between the number nine and the number 15 pick, I'm not sure that I, that it's worth the emotional and moral loss, um, for, for the players who will be sticking around next year and will have to, you know, will have to hopefully try to, you know, buy into what the, you know, front office and the coaching staff are selling, to uh, make that worthwhile, I, I, but it's not that I don't understand the argument. It, it, I don't, I don't buy into it myself. But doesn't necessarily mean I think people who feel that way are, you know, completely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get, I get. I mean, some of at. them are, but <laughs> their, their hearts are with the team, right? But sometimes we express ourselves in ways. I mean, not you and I. We are are, are very clear, and everything that comes out of our mouths is exactly what we mean. And uh, you folks know that. But I never stutter. No, 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 no. I never <laughs> misspeak. Um, <laughs> the the re- the reality is, their hearts are in the right place, but you can't ask a an athlete to 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 give it up. Now, this is a great opportunity for 
you know, you talk about training camp where guys are playing for jobs and, and trying to win jobs. This is a great place for people to do that. Those folks that don't give up, those men that, that keep it together on the field and give their all, guys that are getting chances that they wouldn't otherwise get are out there and showing their stuff and showing what they can do. And um, asking a pro athlete to to tank or to not play or to be a pro athlete that doesn't, your your brothers in combat out there will call you out hard. You you cannot go out there and not not give your all, um, unless you're Lomas Brown. Then you can let <laughs> your quarterback get sacked and get a radio job. But anyway, other than that, you know it's 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 not the right thing to do. So, as much as your uh, hearts are in the right place, sorry about that. Um, one other thing we talked about last week about how um, excited we'd have been at the beginning of the year. If we said that the the Lions were in the hunt to be ahead of the Packers in the standings at the end of the season, we would have been just stoked, <laughs> right? Well, let me just give you another one of those. Our chance of making the playoffs here with three games less than the season is exactly the same as the Packers. That is huge. Again, beginning of the year, woo, yeah. Today, 3%, maybe not so exciting. But, hey, there you go. That's what you got. Uh, we'll keep going programming notes again quick takes on Friday with the Riz we'll do that uh, quick segment here ahead of the game give you some uh, late breaking news and, and insights and also don't forget we're looking for someone with a Lions decorated party bus we're not going to drive it really far you're just going to be on TV we'll say uh, just need that bus <laughs> we want to do some we're doing some really cool stuff and would love it if you could be part of that we'll make sure you get taken care of and all that kind of stuff but uh, it's a big deal and it's uh, a piece of what we're working on so please that uh, anyone who knows someone or who has one please contact us use the contact form at Detroit Lions podcast dot com it's right there at the top or you can tweet at us or whatever else let us get in touch with us because we would love to work with that bus with you and get it in some of the shots it would be would be awesome all right, we'll move on. Jordan, 13775, he uh, put a good post up on the Reddit about the unsung heroes this year. And, and I'm not, I don't usually do this, but I'm going to read through his post mostly just to kind of give people a context because there's a lot of stuff here. Uh, he talks about how too often we see just the players who make a big play on occasion and we give them all kinds of credit for the success. And a lot of times there's players that do things really, really well, really consistently, and uh, maybe don't get credit because it doesn't pop on the camera. So he listed out a couple of players and well, and, and one group actually four players in a group. And I'm going to run through those and uh, we'll just kind of bounce through these and see what you think cases we go through them. So first Nick Ballor leads the team in special teams tackles. He's blocked very well and he does so very quietly. You think I'm he's very not? happy with Nick Ballor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens this off season between him and uh, Bowden. Um, when, when Bowden comes back from injury, yeah. Um, to, because I mean, is there, is there two spots on the roster for both of those guys? Uh, that's, that'll be an interesting question, but Nick Ballor is certainly, he's, he's definitely fits the absolutely kind of the epitome of the unsung hero. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and this is one case where you hope they see it and his being doing this so quietly doesn't work against him because he's a hell of a player out there. Uh, Toilolo, we love him. Love the name. Actually, it's fun to say, but he blocks well. He's come on as a receiver as the as the last couple of weeks season has progressed and the uh, the targets for others have gone down or they've gone down or missing. Seems to be doing well, learning about running routes, doing a much better job. And he's been pressed because of those injuries into doing things that are outside of his strengths. And he seems to have responded. And you know what? I, I can't criticize that that 
uh, analysis at all. It's uh, a good look at a guy that I had high hopes for early, and then they were they got muted pretty quickly. Well, just cause they, yeah, yeah. Um, I predicted in the off season that they that he would you know become a red zone threat for the Lions, and obviously that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's largely just because they never tried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's gotten more than one target in the red zone all year. I'd have to, I'd have to look. But um, there's I mean, so many plays that they leave on the field. This team, I really, I really <laughs> believe that. And yeah, I mean, you think they never tried? How many times were we down there with uh, the first down run up the middle with Garrett Blunt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we could have tried yeah. and tried that that red zone toss to. Our guy uh, Toy Lolo, I, I just um, it's it's so frustrating. We got to get rid of Cooter, man. I mean, we just I can't believe I said that. Uh, we, we've got to get rid of JBC. He has just got to go. He cannot be in our lives anymore. It's just so limiting. Yeah, it absolutely is. And and don't misunderstand me by saying I think Toy Lolo is a great receiver. I just think he's a better receiver than what we've utilized him yeah. to be. Um, we've seen this the last couple of weeks. He's pretty good at finding the open spot in his own coverage. Right. And that's a, even, even if you're slow, if you can find the open spot in the zone coverage, if you can get open that way, that's worthy of usage. Yep. I don't disagree. All right. Uh, moving on. To number three, Tavon Wilson. He's made the most of his limited opportunities and has graded very high in those opportunities. I think he's done well. I, I think he's a guy that probably isn't around next year, but I think he's he's definitely overperformed for what I th- thought he would be at the beginning of the year. Does that make sense? Yeah, I've always been up and down on Tavon um, since he came over to the Lions. He, uh, I really, truly do not trust him in coverage. Yeah. Um, but as a strong, as a pure strong safety, I've always felt he does a nice job. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think he's done anything to sway me of that opinion this year. So it, it's a question of usage again. As long as they're using him in a way that you know maximizes his skill set, I'm happy with it. Yep. Yeah. I was hoping we'd see some more Miles Killebrew out there, but he just doesn't seem like he's gonna. I think. Yeah, that's a disappointment. Yeah, that's a big one. I really liked him. He's he's got the personality, and and I'm going to tell you. Met him at training camp. He has a gorgeous ass body. That man is freaking <laughs> ripped. Wow. Okay, moving on. Um, and this here's a guy that I'm I'm super high on. I, I absolutely fell in love with him this year. I liked him before, but this year he's he's just been nonstop. Quandre Diggs made some plays, beaten. He's been beaten a little bit here and there, but he's playing well overall. Taking on the role as a punt returner with the the situation right now. But I just want the thing about Quandre that is. It stood out on the team that at times when the media were screaming and people were screaming, they've given up. They've given up. Twitter's screaming. They've given up. The game thread is screaming. They've given up. Quandre comes in like a goddamn comet and just destroys someone on the field. He doesn't give up. He has the heart. He They call him Nino. He's a little fella, right? But he's got a heart 10 times bigger than his body. I really, really am high on Quandre and love the commitment and uh, what he's done on the field this season. Really, really a good, good special kind of player. Great guy. With, um, with Slay's issues, be they injury, mental, whatever, whatever his issues have been, I think Quandre Diggs has probably been our most consistent defensive back. And, and, you know, included in that is, is Glover Quinn's, you know, regression. Um, not, not best necessarily, but most consistent. And, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with where he is. And when you, when we did, when we were getting those coverage sacks early in the season, he was part of that. 
And now that, you know, uh, we're getting actual sex, <laughs> I say that and that would piss Riz off if, if to hear that. But, um, now that we're getting pressure sex, um, <laughs> sex, sex, he's, uh, yeah, it, it, we're not getting destroyed by, by guys in the slot when he's covering them. Yep. Yep. And then lastly, he gives the whole defensive unit, uh, and he talks about starting the year, what a concern they were. And now it's, it's. Definitely our best unit. Run defense is solid. Slay's looking healthy again. Um, pass rush is developed as you know schematically, and 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 absolutely that kind of progression that you've seen out of the defense this year has been has been really really good. I'm going to tell you though, there's one guy he didn't put on there, and and I'll add, and I think that's part of the thing that's t- changed or helped evolve that tone of the defense and that snacks. Not necessarily an unsung hero, but where he's unsung is his off the field and locker room presence. I really, I really believe that. I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, excited snacks! Look at him! He's he's eating them up. He's he's you know he's doing what snacks is supposed to do on the field, right? That looks great." Yay. But off the field, his attitude, uh, his interactions with people on Twitter, he's a no nonsense, get it done kind of guy. He is the right. The right attitude, the right character, the right... I mean, this is a guy that brings a real special presence, a needed presence, I think, to the Lions locker room. Just real, real top-shelf stuff. So absolutely love what he's doing on the field, but all the other stuff that came with him, hell of a signing. Really, really great signing. Good job, Quinn, on that one. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of... He's everything that we hoped uh, Nada would be. Um, Nada was great off the field. He just wasn't able to do great on the field. Well, snacks is, is that. Yeah. So yeah. anyone else you'd like to add? Uh, I'm good. I think that uh, that's uh, as far as the unsung, you know, people on this team, it, it's hard. There's probably somewhere in there where we should talk about offensive linemen, mm. but it, it's, those are the difficult positions and those are the ones where like off season review will help sort out, you know, who was exactly doing the best and who wasn't, you know, pulling their weight and things like that. So there's a lot of, there's two things. There's nuance to what's going on in that line. And then there's the change over time because there's been weeks that have been really high and really low, I think for all of those guys. Right. Right. um, So yeah, that'll be, it'll be interesting to see. All right, we'll move on. Um, You talk about unsung, you know, that's a great song. Is it helmet that did unsung? I think it was helmet. This is this is some '90s metal. Riz would know the 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 reference. I do not know. You want you know you can get your music at Amazon, right, Case? Oh, can I? <laughs> you sure can. Not just music. More of those holiday gifts. All your giving needs Ooh. satisfied in one location. Don't don't go straight there though, because you don't want them to suck up all that profit. Those evil corporate bastards. Stroll on by DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on the link there and help generate new evil corporate bastards at the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> one, one penny at a time. Uh, they, they give us a kickback on, on the stuff that you buy, and it's a great way to support the show. You're going there. You're giving the gift thing. You're taking care of your people. Take care of your friends over at the show. I mean, you're listening to us now. You you don't actively hate us. I mean, a couple of you do. I, I see it on Twitter. But most of you are, are actually enjoying the show here, so... Why don't you go use the Amazon thing and help us out? DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on the Amazon link. Anything you could get, we get a little kickback on it. It doesn't cost you more. It's just an easy one-click-a-doodle, and off you go. So uh, help us out by doing that, and uh, it helps us out by doing something you're going to do anyway. I got that tagline screwed up, but I got it out. All right, let's talk about something. Uh, We touched on this a little bit uh, earlier in the show, but Tracy Walker in particular. This was posted in the subreddit by Waxo. Um, 
I think he was trying to wax on, but he whacked off and finished typing. Uh, Lions snap counts. Um, Tracy Walker is catching up to Glover Quinn. And sorry, Wax, I really like your stuff. I'm not trying to give you a hard time there. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> this we talked about earlier in the season. It's a good kind of, you know, let's follow up on the, the news story thing. We said earlier that Glover Quinn is slow. We need to get him off the field. He's not. He's just not able to do the things that Glover Quinn could do. We love him to death. He's a great guy in the community, a great guy in the locker room, a great guy. Overall, wonderful human being, right? But you still want your best guys in the field. And um, it looks like. The Lions coaching staff have noticed that and are making that same change in that Tracy Walker is getting those those snaps. That's that's good news and bad news, right, Case? Yeah, absolutely. Um and, and I, I would add to that, you know, Glover Quinn kind of reminds me of uh Stephen Tullock. I, I loved what uh Stephen Tullock brought to Lions in terms of uh, mentality and, and the you know the uh veteran leadership um and the, and the commitment to the team and Quinn has absolutely done the same, if not to a greater extent than than Tullock did. Um and, and he's been one of my favorite Lions. Um, and seeing him go is going to be a sad thing. And much like much like seeing Tate go, although obviously there's the uh, slim potential that Tate could be brought back. But let's we'll hold get into on to hope. Let's hold on to hope, we'll, man. Um, but I, I do love the guy. I truly like. He's one of my favorite lines and has been for the last few years. It's just clear, and and, and it, no fault of. You know anything but age <laughs> there in my opinion he's uh he's just not what he was he didn't and, get and an aborigines volcano sledding virus or anything like that i not that i know of um i <laughs> just had hoped, Got it. you know i wanted to hold out hope i wanted to hold out hope that he'd be one of those guys who was able to play at a high level until he was you know 40 years old there's a you know very few of those guys out there yeah. i wanted to hold out hope that that would be him it just doesn't look like that's in the cards. No, that sucks. But hey, Tracy Walker. I do. I am up, appreciative of Tracy Walker. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm good pick. Coming on strong. Another good grab, man. Shocking because, you know, that 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 was definitely one of those head scratcher picks. And that is absolutely yeah. why even even, you know, no matter who you are, no matter, you know, what your background is in in watching film on players or whatever, don't assume you're right when a team picks a guy and you either think it's a it, it's an absolute home run or a complete bust before you before they've even hit the field. Right, right. Unless it's the case, then you know. All right, so let's. <laughs> no, I thought it was a terrible pick. <laughs> All right, let's talk. There's there's a topic here, and, and I didn't preview this with the case. And I'm sorry. So it may be a little bit of a surprise, but I think maybe the reaction will be good anyway. But I want to talk about the slow start to the season this year. All right. And, you know, you may have noticed we had that game against the Jets to kick things off and it threw everything. I don't remember that at all. (laughs) Throughout preseason, then the Jets came and then people started throwing up their hands. I told you, I told you. Right. And then San Fran, although San Fran at the time had Jimmy G and the other stuff, they were a different team than they have been the rest of the year. But we started out pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. And then we got the win against New England and everyone was like, what in the hell? What's going on? Right. But what we've seen is what. We've seen a progression, especially on the defense, of getting better. Definitely not on the offense, but yes. Of getting better as the season's worn on. And the defense has kept us in a lot of games that maybe we we shouldn't have. There hasn't been those kind of blowouts like there was against the Jets that everyone panicked over, right? It was week one, fool's gold. We all know that. But 
the offense hasn't gotten better. Well, no, but look at the weapons that you're missing, right? I right, mean, that's right, an obvious right. situation. Your, your three best, three of your four best, you know, weapons are not playing right now. And the fact that we're actually still in games and we beat the Packers, that, that probably means something about a, a level of improvements that's, that has happened there. I want to talk a little bit about, and I, and this is, this is, this is not the whole P word way crap, right? But I heard uh, a story about Belichick and how he coaches the the Patriots. And one of the things I'm going to overstate, so don't don't take this in out of, out of context and run with it. I think but, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, but. he doesn't care, and I won't say he doesn't care. But the first four games of the season aren't as important. It's not that they're not trying to win, but they're tuning themselves. And they're honing themselves and they're working on their team and finding who they are and their identity and kind of honing in on, on their target for, for greatness and building out the, the, the things that become who the uh, Patriots have always become. And they start with a slower start and then they really ramp it up throughout the end of the year and so many years in, into the Super Bowl. Different kind of lower trajectory on this team this year. A lot of people talk seven and nine, six wins, eight win seasons, right? Um but we are seeing that similar trajectory. We didn't see crap in the in the preseason, but it slowly has kind of ramped up into into position. And if we had our players in the offense, I would maybe argue, unfortunately, that we wouldn't be screaming to fire Jim Bob Cooter because <laughs> we'd be doing better. Although we should get rid of him anyway. Um, but we're seeing that kind of growth. First year coach. I we're not. I don't want to say we're not. But the playoffs, three percent chance, it's still pretty low. But there, there is, there is a path. I see a path, and and while it's a three percent chance, I f- I feel like the things that have to happen are probably give the Lions a better than three percent chance, just based on the teams that are playing and their records and so on. So I don't know. We'll we'll see where that where that brings the team. But we are seeing this steady improvement, and I wonder how much of this is going to carry over into next year with your new offensive coordinator, some new weapons on the offense, changing things around. What do you think, Case? Is is this just a regression to the mean that we got better because we were so bad early? Or do you think there's a, a some kind of, of tomfoolery going on and the team's actually in many ways getting better as the season progresses? Um, let me just give a hypothetical. Um, you've got two teams, Team A, Team B. Team A goes 0-4 over the first four games but finishes 10-6. and 6. Team B goes four and zero over the first four games and also finishes ten and six. Which team are you taking in the playoffs? And I'm taking the team that finished ten and six despite starting on you know, going on four. Now, obviously, that's a that's a hypothetical that that's not super relevant because we're not going ten and six. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point is that that you know. P way thing. <laughs> I'm not caring that much about the early games. If you're gonna, if you make the playoffs because you won some games early, but faltered at the end, like we, like the Lions did in 2011. If if you make the playoffs because you won a lot of games early on, um, but but weren't as good a team at the end of the season as you were at the beginning, you're not doing anything in the playoffs. If you make the playoffs by some like what seems like a miracle at the end of the season because you put a, you put on a late season rush to to the uh, finish, that that is a dangerous team. That's like the uh, Seahawks right now. 
it's the hot hand piece, right? The, right, uh, right. Which is and, and it's not it's not like I it's not a momentum thing because momentum is you know, it, uh, to throw back to our our favorite book um, scorecasting. Momentum is more or less a myth. But if your team has actually gotten better as the year has gone on, which uh, the Lions, I don't I don't know if you can say they've gotten better because obviously they've gotten worse on offense, but they have gotten better on defense. So what I'm watching for as the season progresses is what teams started hot then fizzled or or you know or at least you know leveled out mm-hmm. and what teams grew near the end of the year. And those are the teams where I'll really look. And that's been the Patriots thing for a long time. It's also been a Packers thing, um, not this year. But in previous years where we've seen them start off struggle a little bit and people, and then obviously the R-E-L-A-X thing, sorry to trigger people, um, that kind of thing where, where as the season goes on, how does, are you able to improve the way your team plays? And, and that's what matters more to me than, uh, than, you know, that, that week one loss, the Jets, it, it's, only mildly relevant to the current state of the of the team like like it's a loss on the standings but nothing that happened in that game is relevant to who this team is right now yeah and i will go um to the momentum thing and say that there are well it's momentum is something that's not quantifiable um very qualitative type of thing, but there's something that happens when a team has quote unquote momentum. They found success. They've gotten better, but what they're doing also is they've, they've gained confidence and they're doing what they know works and they're doing it repeatedly and they're getting better at it. Whereas when you've done well and things suddenly stop working, you're starting to question yourself. You're not at, you're a little more tentative. You're, you're changing things to try to make things work again and get, get something back and so on. So while momentum may not be something big, there's something that comes out of winning. Winning begets winning. And, um, that's one of those streaks that, you know, I think when you see this Lions team in, into next year, if they can get on a, a streak where they get three, four games in a row, I think you're going to see a, a, a real surge in, in them, you know, just nailing this scheme and, and, and pushing at the other teams. Like they haven't, and like we haven't seen under the, the last couple of coaching staffs, but you, it, it, it is that winning begets winning thing. And, and you can discount momentum, but there's a lot of things that come out of that, those wins that, that help you. And, um, I think if you look at the first part of the season as growth and, and crafting, I think that's a lot of the reason why we saw uh, training camp the way we did. And a lot of people were hypercritical, and even more so after the Jets game and into the season, hypercritical about what we saw in the in the preseason and, st- and use that as a, see, I told you this team. I, I think this is a rookie coach doing something that he has seen work a million times and just not doing it as well because he didn't have the team, didn't have the talent, and ran his first damn training camp ran his first preseason and had things to learn himself about it. I would expect um, some serious improvements, maybe not in the record, but definitely in the performance next year. Well, and it's, it's also another thing, you know, do we want a flash in the pan type coach? Um, I don't, I don't mean to, you know, say for sure that this is what happening in, in Philadelphia, but Doug Peterson was the hot commodity because it, they won the Super Bowl, and, and obviously I would take a Super Bowl like, and then, and then, you know, another 10 losing seasons, that's fine with me. I would take the Super Bowl, but, but I'm just using it as an example of saying, you know, Doug Peterson was considered this like 
savant all of a sudden their offense is is amazing and it was for a minute and now it's come crashing back down um save for the super bowl you know mm-hmm. uh doug doug peterson may not you know end up being considered that good of a coach in the long run um and that's that's less of what i'm interested in than than um sure whether or not you can take the licks early on and progress. You know, I, I, I several weeks ago now, I, I pulled out a stat for you guys about how only, you know, three or four of the head coaches uh, who've won Super Bowls in the last decade had winning records their, you know, rookie year of coaching, uh, head coaching wherever they coached. That was a mouthful. But um point was <laughs> that, the majority of the head coaches who, you know, have had success in the NFL long-term didn't necessarily have great first years. So it's not a, it's not a, you know, it's not something to point at and say, Oh, just because, you know, Doug Peterson had a great, you know, rookie year as a head coach, just because Sean McVay burst on the scene, um, wait and see what happens with the Rams next year when they lose a ton of talent, then come and talk to me about that. Uh, just because Matt Nagy is is doing a good job in in Chicago in his first year doesn't mean that those things have longevity. I'm not necessarily saying they don't either, because we'll have to wait and see. But just because they had a, 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 they were strong out the gate doesn't mean that they'll that they've got the you know that they've got the uh, tenacity, the intelligence, the flexibility. You know, as as other teams get more and more tape on them, as other teams figure out their tendencies. Are they like a Tom Coughlin who can stick around for 20 years in, in coaching or are they, you know, a Chip Kelly who, you know, blows everyone up his first year and then is out of the league in a couple. And then blows himself up. I'm going to, I'm going to just kind of agree and disagree with you on, on one point. You said, Oh, I'd, I'd take the one Super Bowl in 10 losing seasons. I don't think you get that, that choice. Number one, I think that just happens. Right. Right. But, I agree. But <laughs> I absolutely, my, if I got to take, if I got to make that choice, yeah, I I want, you just want a Super Bowl. That's, <laughs> that, that's it. Right. But here's the thing. I remember with the, the Red Wings and I was a long time hockey, like into hockey big time. And, um, I've, I've kind of fallen out of it. I still watch it. I still love the game and everything. It's just not, I don't have the time to watch that many games and, and spend the time on it like I used to. But um, I remember it was 42 or 43 years. The the, the Red Wings were like the second or third longest um, period in professional sports without having won a title. And uh, when they finally won the Stanley Cup, it was and it was many years of being close and not getting there. And it was just it was gut wrenching. It just killed me every year. Um, a couple things about it. number one, I'll never forget that cigar I smoked out on my apartment balcony when they first won. <laughs> it's the best cigar I've ever tasted in my life. But it was like, wow, it was a real I mean, it was a sense of just a weight lifted off the shoulders. The Lions finally win a Super Bowl. I'm going to smoke everything I can get my hands anything on. Anything that burns, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they light cars on the fire. the best everything that I've ever smoked. <laughs> so with Matt Patricia, we don't have a Doug Peterson. That's, that's, that's where we are there. The thing that I prefer, and, and the reason I made the, the Wings kind of comment was, they started winning a lot. And they had a dynasty, and they had one of the best teams ever. They did basically in hockey what the... Um, the Patriots have done in football. And I got to tell you, that was just a hell of a one. I think it was 25 years in a row making the playoffs, right? Which is unheard of, right? They, it was just 
absolutely a fabulous run. And that's what I want out of this Lions team. I want Matt Patricia to come here and, okay, fine, this first year's rough, but then we're better and better and better. And we just keep banging on that, that door because he can't win them all. But then we start winning one, two, three, four, five, falls <laughs> down the road, right? You're talking complete dreamland there. But that's the kind of team I want to build. I want to build that long-term team where you start – Playing the game like Belichick has been doing with his with his personnel, and boy, are they they're, they're looking really good again this year. They don't have Matt Patricia, um, you know. Josh McDaniels is is who he is. Um, I guarantee when Belichick goes, that team is is not gonna it's gonna be a shell of what it was, right? There's there's no question about that. Yeah. But it'll probably still be good for a while, just kind of carrying what he's done with the talent. But um, I, I really believe that in Detroit, the, the guys we have can build something like that. I don't think we're going to get a flash in the pan. And I think Detroit fans I mean, that, and even, that us, is what even I me prefer. earlier in the season, right, jumped on this, this, the, this early season problems of this team a little too much for a rookie coach. And, and we're ready to burn the whole thing down a little bit too fast. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. All right. <laughs> So if you want to get a good review on something, and you know you're going to Amazon because you're going to click on the Detroit Lions podcast link to get to Amazon, you need to go think about what you're going to buy before you do that. You you have that that parent like my dad's impossible to get a gift. I just for. bought a water pick. Oh, good. I haven't tried it out yet. I just got it today. Oh, nice. Uh, maybe we'll do a next pre-show show. We'll get a video. Of I you can do a the Peter Von Panda review on the water. <laughs> yeah, water. he'd 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 put it up on his channel a heartbeat. He'd love it. But you know, you, you have that person. My dad's impossible <laughs> to buy for. I'm sure you have a parent or a brother or sister or a friend or someone who you got to buy for. for me. And you just don't know what to get. Head on over, Peter Von Panda. Check out his reviews. He will find something that you can buy for that difficult to purchase person and you will be happy and they will be happy and everyone will walk away happy which is what you want really because if they're not happy then you didn't kind of get that weight off your shoulders did you so head on over youtube.com slash peter von panda check out his reviews great stuff he's got great other content as well some really really funny stuff again youtube.com slash peter von panda find those gift ideas that you're not going to find just anywhere those recommendations on amazon sorry that recommendation engine is nowhere near what you get on, on netflix who has three of I love the the uh, hang on uh, the uh, like I, I I bought a toilet seat to replace a broken one, and I still on on Amazon Amazon telling me like uh, showing me deals on toilet seats like two years <laughs> later. You may be interested. In, no, no, <laughs> I, I needed one. <laughs> I, I, I'm satisfied. I'm, least, I'm not a I'm not a toilet seat connoisseur. Some, um, <laughs> it does go to some kind of sewer, but yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's when they start showing you coffins that you got to worry. But right, right. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Peter Von Panda. Check his stuff out, and uh, you'll get your stuff that you need, and you'll get all the right ideas to get the great stuff and be the holiday hero. All right, let's look ahead to the next game. These Lions are facing off against the Buffalo Bills, and um, this is a really – we're going into Buffalo. You never know what the weather's going to be like. It'll probably be cold. It'll probably We've be We've been snowing. practicing outdoors, Chris. Oh, oh yeah. We didn't mention the <laughs> shitty field in Arizona either. That, that that was like an embarrassment to the NFL. But anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll leave that alone. Um, playing the Buffalo Bills there in a in a tight division race, uh, looking like they're just going to seal the the playoffs at any moment. Um, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. The Bills suck. <laughs> Boy, do I feel silly. Well, they beat the Jets and the Jets beat the Lions. So 
Well, we beat the Patriots, so evidently we deserve the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> we'll take the Lombardi Absolutely. Trophy now. Yeah, I'll okay. take it. Yeah. yeah, I know you would. You it's take over. it. You take it. <laughs> I can think of a billion scenarios that you would say, I'll take it. You would take it, and then you'd say, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it, and I'll like it. Um, no, the Bills are really bad. Um, Josh Allen is not a good quarterback in the traditional sense. Obviously, the issue is that he is a very mobile quarterback. Uh, one of the most, uh, he, you know, it's 490 yards in nine games, eight, eight to nine games. I'm not sure he had one game that he played in that he didn't start. And I, I don't know how much of that game he played in, but regardless, you know, almost 500 yards in half a season from a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's uh that is a whole different ball game from what, you know, we're used to watching. He's well, a very, it's the run. Uh, we're, we're doing very well against the run. It's a question of whether or not you can do well against the run when the runner is a quarterback because that's a whole different beast. And, and the truth of the matter is... the ball. Well, yeah. He's a wildcat running back. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see um, some interceptions in this game. Mm, Yeah, I think think that would be... That would actually be key. That would be absolutely key to what we get. We did get a report. Um, we have our third party reporter on the scene. He um, he had uh, on the Bills quarterback. He's got a he's got a really a really good report here. This guy needs a, and I'm gonna find him and just give him a big. <laughs> Dean, wow. (laughs) And I think that might be the the bulletin board material for the Lions right now because that's what they're looking to do is is give him just that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's, I mean, it's a game we should win. It's it's just like this last week. It's a game that where I I have kind of low expectations of what the offense is going to do. Um, I hope to continue to see. Um, I should mention Kenny Galladay because uh, Never heard in this me. last game, he and Stafford showed uh, showed something that I think we've seen out of out of him and Stafford uh, through through this season, um, and that is that sometimes they aren't quite on the same page. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that you know a quarterback and a top tier wide receiver, you know, you grow with time. Um, and I think it's a good reason to think that Kenny Galladay will continue to improve and likely at this point, like uh, even, even somebody who's relatively, you know, um, holds back on these things and is kind of skeptical. I do think that eventually Kenny Galladay will emerge as a, you know, a legitimate number one wide receiver, maybe not, you know, a top three guy, but certainly, you know, in a top 10 guy uh, from year to year. I think that that is the trajectory he's on. Uh, but it, it's another opportunity to, you know, work on that timing between mm-hmm. the two of those, those guys, because I think uh, timing and routes and, and, you know, understanding of, of where a guy should be when, and those kind of things, like they're, they're not quite on the same page. And we've seen a lot of incompletions uh, happen from it. I, I would, do think that- I would suggest that part of that is that like most quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford needs to get a little bit of a groove going. And because he has so few other options on the field that um, he just can't, get the groove that he needs. And I think that's part of oh, why absolutely. he hasn't been able to perform this year like he does usually. So I, I have no problem with that. Um, there's just, uh, there's been, it seems like every game, there's at least one big play that could have been completion, but there was a miscommunication between Galladay and Stafford. And it's not like, 
there never plays where you're like, oh God, Galladay sucks or anything like that. They're just plays where you're like, well, that could have been something. Yep. Um, and it wasn't, you know, uh, and, and that I, I certainly don't want to necessarily put the blame all on, you know, <laughs> the third round, second year player mm-hmm. or anything like that. But uh, he, he, it's, you know, I think the key of this game is going to be our running game. If we're out there on another messed up field, we're going to have to get some ground yards. Um, and I think that's going to that center. Yeah, that's right. That's going to be the story of whether we win or lose. If we can move the ball on the ground, I think we're going to be okay. Um, it's, I don't know, and we'll see, but I don't know that the kicking game is going to be the, the big winner this, this, uh, this week. We'll see. Speaking of units, uh, earlier in the show, Matt Prater on a roll. Good job, brother. Yeah. Looking good. All right. Um, Really quick, we got to look ahead. We got this thing that uh, Case likes to do, and uh, he wants to take us around the division. This is an invitation to get the fuck out if you can't take it. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, the headline, the headline. There we are. Our guys at Briar prevail with a wicked drop. (laughs) (laughs) Starting with the team that is only 0.5 game ahead of us in the uh, standings. God, think back to August if you would have thought that, if you'd heard that. I can't, I just can't get my head off of that. They're only (laughs) half a game ahead of us in week (laughs) week 14. This is great. Uh, 15. Uh, the, uh, The, I mean, the big news is just the moving on from Mike McCarthy. Uh, a moment of silence. Do you want to do a moment of silence for uh, for Mike? So it's all good. There you go. There's your moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it, it. I don't want to say it's a surprise necessarily because I mean, it, it, if you if you you know listen to Packers fans, which I, I try not to do, but um, sometimes it's unavoidable where I live. Um, for years, you know, they've been asking asking for this because he was. A very uh, mediocre coach. Uh, you could certainly find worse mm-hmm. uh, head coaches, um, but with how they generally feel, is when you have a talent like Rogers, uh, that you should be doing more. Um, and I, I can't blame them for feeling that way. Uh, there have obviously been issues with the Packers' offense this year, uh, and I think that's you know it. It's. A, maybe a little surprising that it came before the end of the season, but um, I, I do think that that's a, like, I hope that the lions will move on from Jim Bob Cooter sooner rather than, you know, wait till the end of the season. I think that affords teams a better opportunity to um, poke around at what their potential um, replacement situation is. A lot of poking. Um, can I can I can said, I can I just on this whole thing? I, I'm I've got a dream scenario. Aaron Rodgers is the is the coach that the coach has to deal with. Whoever gets hired, right? So they hire someone that can deal with Aaron Rodgers running the offense and being the coach on that side and having all that power. And then Aaron decides to leave, and you have a coach that can't do it, and you have a massive vacuum in Green Bay for the next two decades. That is my dream, my friend. I that that's actually what I was about to say. I think. <laughs> uh, 
Not, I mean, not, not word for word, uh, but I do think that, you know, it's a tough task for anybody to come in, you know, to a new, to be a new head coach for a team that's got a, a player like Aaron Rodgers, who's been there as long as he has, clearly is the franchise. Like, without him, they're who, who? Uh, Get and, hungry and back. So that, that is an interesting, like, situation for whoever takes over and and not an easy one um so the question is do they do they bring in somebody who's a pushover and just you know let's rogers you know decide or do they take bring in somebody who's um gonna try to win that power struggle and and uh given everything that for all the shit stafford gets rogers has had a rough year in terms of in terms of the way people talk about him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that's entirely unearned. I think that he probably is difficult to deal with. And so there could be some major chemistry issues if they can't figure that out on a, you know, in the short term. Then again, I mean, the Lions are going to go through a similar situation, assuming they get rid of Jabob Cooter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, a lot of news, a lot of stuff to work on there. Where do we go next from here? Uh, we go up to Minnesota, and I was going to mention this earlier, but uh, missed my opportunity. There's a not even more likely than Lions, you know, making the playoffs, which isn't particularly likely. What is not like that hard to see is the Lions could actually finish second in the NFC North. <laughs> If we beat the Vikings, which I'm not saying we will, mm-hmm. but if we beat the Vikings and and boy, the injuries they suffered in this last game yeah. uh, could play wow. an impact on that. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see the injury reports on Adam Thielen, but holy shit, that ankle went the wrong direction. <laughs> was, um, and they lost their starting right tackle um, who was already not their original starting right tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to have some issues that they've got to deal with on, especially on offense and an offense that is, that just lost their offensive coordinator. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, John, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. De, De, De Filippo. Yes. Okay. Do we want to hire him case? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because no, I think if, you can't, if you can't make it work with uh, Diggs and Thielen and cook uh, and Rudolph, I don't think he can make it work with what we've got, but um, he See made it in work. College, big fella. But he did. He did make it work. He did make it work with the Eagles. So I mean, like, I don't. I don't know. It just wasn't. He didn't. He was doing similar things to what we've seen in Detroit, and and I don't want to see similar things. Nope. Anyway, um, so they, they've got a bit of turmoil there. So it would not be that shocking in two weeks if the Lions were to beat the Vikings. <laughs> uh, were they to lose to us? And lose one other game, the Lions went out, the Lions would have the better record. And and there's no guarantee that the Vikings will beat the Dolphins either. So I mean they could lose out and finish the finish the year with a you know a, a miserable record. I want to go back and say big part of why they were as good as they were last year was that they were the healthiest team in the division. Mm-hmm. They are not this year. Decidedly not. And that has Who created is? The Bears, who, guess what? 
they're on top of the division. That's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I got some blowback from this on the sub when I talked about, you know, how injury, how health affects teams. And there, nobody wanted to talk about the Lions um, injury issues affecting them this year. And I, I wasn't trying to overstate the injury issues because, I mean, the, the Lions aren't, you know, way above average in terms of what they've had to deal with this year. Um, but the injury issues have affected them. Meanwhile, the Bears have hardly had any. And that's a big part of why you get to have a team that dominates is because everybody who started the year in a significant position on the team is still at that significant position on the team. And that's a huge thing. And that, that's a huge part of, uh, there's a big part of luck that goes into that. And don't forget, not just injuries, but I mean, you, you take away one of your top receivers in Golden Tate via trade, which the timing on that was absolutely horrible. But yeah, that, there's there's a number of things, so that doesn't count on the injury. But you could you could say missing players instead of using the word injury, right? And 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 probably incorporate that piece of the the puzzle as well. So, no, I will say that you know it, included in that health thing, the Bears are a really good team, and I think they played their best game of the season this mm-hmm. last week. Well, I don't I, disagree. No, yeah. I, I I don't I, I don't I shouldn't say that. The defense was just unstoppable. The first half against the Packers was their best game this season. I think uh, you, you're probably right, but um, the defense right now is just unstoppable. And Mitch Trubisky throwing three interceptions. Those are games that you should, anytime you throw three interceptions in a game, that's a game you should lose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that they won it. And, and in, in the fashion they did, which, I mean, it was a close game until, you know, near, nearish the end. Yep. But um, anytime you win a game where you, throw three interceptions you've got to give a lot of credit to the defense and and i have not always given the credit to that defense that i should um wow the only caveat the only caveat being once again they haven't had to deal with losing any players yep and on that bombshell, we're going to call it a show this week. Remember, we're looking to get your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. And uh, use the five-star ratings in iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and Spotify to let people know how great the show is. Give those five stars there. Don't forget about the Friday show. We've got a post-game show this week. It's a normal time game, so we'll be able to get the crew together for that. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get access to all that special content just for you also check us out on facebook facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast like us love us give us all that kind of great stuff and make sure to follow us on twitter we are so active and sexy there at det lions podcast give us a follow at det lions podcast it's the very best place to see case decking the halls Woo! with something uh give us a call via skype at detroit lions podcast it's all one word Detroit Lions podcast or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS 929-335-4667 and be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast so we can come in your little box automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. It's your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down and look at that. How Big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. I love Zach Center.